0: that's the hardest thing to hear is that somehow you're going to have to figure out how to spend more time with the people who are where you want to go than with the people who keep pulling you back. And that's where people just tune out. Cause they're like, how am I going to do that? It's my mom. Or how am I going to do yeah. that? It's my partner. How am I going to do that? And it's
1: like, you, you're choosing, you really are choosing. And that's one of the toughest things to hear. Welcome to the Find Your Strong Podcast. I'm Jennifer Van barnabald Pay, president of Strong Fitness Magazine, founder of Team Strong Girls, and fitness coach turned fitness publisher. Each week, I'm gonna give you a thought or an interview of how to build stronger bodies, stronger minds, and stronger relationships. Getting to where I am now has been nothing short of a journey of the ultimate highs and the deepest of lows. I've had my fair share of setbacks, near bankruptcy, an eating disorder, and multiple miscarriages. You name it, I lost my way time and time again. But through it all, I uncovered my purpose, which gave me the perseverance to find my strong and stay the course. I've spent more than 15 years coaching women, and I know that fitness is a vessel to help you feel strong, confident, and empowered in your body and your life. If you're looking for inspiration and motivation, you've come to the right place. You are not going to want to miss this. Welcome back to the show, guys. This is the second episode. Woohoo! I'm so excited. I have a mega inspiring guest for you today. Her name is Lori Harder. Lori is a proven entrepreneur, having built three separate seven figure businesses. She is currently the founder and CEO of Light Pink, a new light rosé-flavored wine seltzer that helps women connect, collaborate, and celebrate. Lori is a best-selling author of A Tribe Called Bliss and runs a Forbes Top 18 female-led podcast called Earn Your Happy with over 25 million downloads. Her career started in the fitness industry as a former three-time fitness world champion, 11-time fitness cover model, and also owned and operated her own gym. This experience quickly transitioned into a passion for business where she helps women make money and is a leader in personal development. Her proven success led her to create her own online courses, educational entrepreneur events, and became a top earner alongside her husband, Chris, in network marketing. Lori is the founder of The Bliss Project, which is a women's event where thousands of women from around the world have attended each year for the past nine years. Lori and her husband currently reside in Scottsdale, Arizona with their dog, Bananas. Bananas. I hope you guys enjoy this podcast. We talk everything from fitness to having deeper relationships and friendships, entrepreneur life as well. But I would say the main takeaway here is fear. You have to be okay with fear. This is where you're going to grow and evolve. So I hope you guys enjoy this podcast. Welcome to the show, Lori. Can I just say I'm sort of having a a little bit of a fangirl moment here? (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. Uh, I've been following your journey for super long, like back in the oxygen days when you were on the covers. And I'm just so honored that you're taking the time out of your busy schedule to chat with me. So I really appreciate it. Uh, I'm so excited to be here. I was just telling you before we hit record, like literally
0: strong has been such a big part of just my life and my career. And I feel like there's so many stories woven in there that, um, yeah, I was just, I'm really excited for
1: you, for the evolution, for all the people that are involved. So I'm really happy to be here. Oh, I appreciate that. And before we get into like all the fun, I want to, I wanted to actually share a quick story with you uh about 8 years ago I decided to do a shoot with Paul Picetta you know my business was was just taking off I had some extra money so I invested in a full day shoot with him and I was sitting in the makeup chair and I guess he had just shot you for something <laughs> and he said to me if you are not following Lori Harder you have to like she's about to take it to the next level, make it big. He was telling you about your Bliss project. And it was then where I really started to tune into you and what you were doing. And then a few years ago, I actually came out to your book launch, A Tribe Called Bliss, and it was amazing. Like your energy is so contagious and just all the women in the room. And now I'm just in awe of your new endeavor, Drink Light Pink, which we'll get into a little bit later. But anyways, I just wanted to give you a little background on my virtual relationship with you if you didn't <laughs> know about it. <laughs> that is so cool
0: i literally i love that and you know what's so crazy is you have those i know there's like that quote floating around which is so i freaking love it like hang around the people who are gonna speak your name in rooms of opportunity and um you know paul was one of those people for me like he just spoke life into me and and spoke my name in rooms of opportunity and it, it's kind of like you investing in that photo shoot sometimes people don't realize it what they're even investing in, but when you make an investment into your life, into your growth, um, because that's expansion, right? That is gonna like it is going to show up for you somewhere um down the road. And that's pretty much how that all began for me. So it's crazy. Yeah, that is you know. the coolest,
1: too. And I'm so glad you yeah, I just wanted to let you know. <laughs> I love that. I love the puzzle pieces, it's so cool. And uh, I mean, reading your book and also like following you for some time now, I really, really connected with your story like especially when you're in your 20s you know consumed with settling and hiding behind like fear and anxiety Mm -hmm. and less than mediocre jobs like i i sold laser toners for a while um (laughs) you know self-medicating with food and Mm -hmm. alcohol what was like that aha moment for you when you finally realized that you have to start taking better care of your yourself and your health Oh God, I wish there was one, but there
0: was probably, I mean, honestly, thousands of aha moments. Um, And I wish I could say that there was even my worst rock bottoms woke me up, but it was like a slow, it was like, I kept hitting the snooze button. Um, So it was like, I'm awake. And then I was like, I'm doing all, yeah, I'm going to do all the right things. And then I was like, snooze. And I would go back to what I knew it's, it's, you know, we are breaking family patterns that have run in our family for, you know, hundreds of, if not thousands of years, like we really Mm -hmm. have to realize that like a a lot of us here right now, and a lot of the people listening, and I know that you also, we were sent here to break generational patterns. And that's not easy. And it doesn't happen right away. And we know it because we're being woken up at one or 2am in the morning, like there's more, there's more, there's more, there's more. And that will, you know, we can get those nudges. Um, or we can like get the two by fours. And I had a lot of two by fours to my face because I ignored the nudges. So, you know, I, there wasn't just one, there was a lot of moments where it was just like finding myself in these really bad situations or whether it's honestly me waking up in the bank bushes of downtown Milwaukee by myself after like a total bender, like, Mm -hmm. Oh my God, what is happening to my life? And I wish I could say, that was the last time something like that happened. But it's kind of like you get better and then you kind of regress and then you get better and you can regress because, um, you know, and this really ties into kind of the book and my the, what I did later on with my career. It was the realization that your environment is stronger than your willpower. And so I would try I to that. change myself over and over and over again. But I wasn't changing the root cause that would pull me back. And that was my environment. And our environment is not just our home. It's not just what we keep in the refrigerator. It's who is around us. And Mm -hmm. I was not changing my friend group. I was, you know, my family was a really big play in it. God, I love them now. And we've been through so much and had so many tough conversations on boundaries and why I feel the way that I feel and, you know, how maybe my childhood played into different things, like a lot of conversations that are so uncomfortable that happened throughout the last like 12 years. Um, but if you're not changing your environment, you will never change. You, because you slowly morph into the, you, you, you are a product of your environment. And, you know, for a lot of people, it's their family that is their environment. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that's the hardest thing to hear is that somehow you're going to have to figure out how to spend more time with the people who are where you want to go than with the people who keep pulling you back. And that's where people just tune out because they're like, how am I going to do that? It's my mom. Or how am I going to do that? It's my partner. How am I going to do that? And it's like, you're choosing. You really are choosing. And that's one of the toughest things to hear.
1: Oh, wow. And I love how you you often talk about if friendships aren't really serving you, it's okay to move on. Mm -hmm. You know, like... I feel like people are so stuck in friendships, you know, like longer friendships. They've had the, these friends since high school, um, but if they're no longer serving you, it's okay to move on. Like giving yourself that permission to to move on. Do you have any advice with that? With food?
0: Yeah. It, yes. Absolutely. I love this topic. Um, somewhere along the line, we believed a lie that everyone that we meet is supposed to be on our journey forever. Mm -hmm. And we've heard, we, we freaking hear this all the time. Like some people are meant for, you know, a short period of time. Some people are meant for a lifetime, except we don't actually apply it. And I think especially as women, we are taught like, you just gotta, you know, like hit it off with everyone. Everyone's got to be your best friend. Like you're going to carry them for a lifetime. If you had this like relationship at one point in your life, you know, you need to like nurture that and do all these things. And let's really look at our time and like our our life right now. We probably really only have time for anywhere from like two to five really close friends. Yeah. Some people can do more than that. Some people are a lot more social, but for the, for most of us, if you are um, wanting to invest in your family and your career you probably don't have much time outside mm-hmm. of that at all. Mm-hmm. And what happens is we you know that there you go there's your high school friends right there like you you can't make any new friends if that's the case because you yeah. just don't have the bandwidth for it. And so what ends up happening is we end up like either staying in these old friendships that are pulling us backward. They do not fit where we want to go. They don't fit, you know, this new person that we're turning into, and they're actually really uncomfortable and you're starting to resent them. So all you do is pretty much every week, you're like, oh my God, this feels like a drain. You don't have energy for it because you're not willing to have the hard conversations and the realizations that this person is literally not supposed to be on your path anymore. And, you know, a lot of people say things like, like, oh, I have a toxic friend, or whatever that looks like. And they they keep them in their life. And it's like, okay, I firmly believe that we have contracts with people. Um, like hmm. Carolyn Miss wrote a book called Sacred Contracts. And I believe exactly what she wrote in there because I can see it to a T throughout my life. Like we have contracts with people, some are live contracts, some are short contracts. And once we fulfill that contract and we get that lesson and they've been with us for that period of time, and it starts to feel like the energy isn't flowing there anymore. Mm-hmm. Like the energy isn't an upward energy or a lifting energy. Doesn't mean you have to even be talking about like positive things all the time. Cause you can still get a lifted energy around someone that where you're processing and talking through problems, right? Like yeah. that can still yeah. be an upward energy if you're mm-hmm. focused on a solution um but if it's starting to be such a downer you're not connecting you're like really uh, just feeling completely energetically drained and you are like you dread when you see that text message pop up or that email yes it's yes. probably a sign that you are past the <laughs> expiration date of your contract and it's time to have a conversation um and sometimes you don't need a conversation sometimes you can kind of just like get so consumed in your future self and the things that you want to be doing and and get busy and, you know, like all the positive things in your life that sometimes those kind of naturally kind of go Mm -hmm. away and it kind of naturally, you know, happens. But then there are times where, you know, you'll get that email. That's like, I, I, you've changed. I don't like who you are. You don't have time for me anymore. And it's kind of like, that's where that tough conversation is a decision of Hey, you know, I absolutely would love for you to come with me to this thing, or you're invited along if this is what you're into, but this is all that I have time for right now. I hope that you understand, you know, if, if this friendship, you know, means something to you or you want to keep continuing on, this is what it's going to have to look like, because this is something really important to my life, my family, and my future. Um, And I'm not, you know, just right down to like, I'm not happy with myself if I don't, um, fulfill the purpose why I'm on this planet. And if a person can't understand that, then that's truly just a sign that that's not meant to be. And honestly, yeah. and the reason that this is so hard is because most of these don't end the way people want. No. So, and, and we know that, right? Especially mm-hmm. as women, like we know that if someone is like they're not going to understand, we don't want to have the conversation, so we keep sweeping it under the rug. God, the amount of things it drags on <laughs> that we carry, right? Mm-hmm. The amount of freaking baggage that people have in their life in, is insane because they don't want to have these tough conversations. Um, and they wonder why they can't reach their goals. It's because all of your energy is used up mentally on all of these old friendships and people that should not be in your
1: life anymore. Yeah, that's those are amazing tips. And just to be honest, if that person mm-hmm. does ask, to be honest, and and also to be in tune with yourself, of like, how did that conversation make me feel afterwards, or how mm-hmm. did that text text conversation make me feel afterwards? You know, like ask yourself those those questions. I have a lot of girls that come on like the strong girls lifestyle and mm-hmm. you know we have a really great community on Facebook and a lot of them, you know, again, they're changing. They're they're doing yeah. po- more positive things and they're getting pulled back by, you know, their friends and their family and I think it's just normal because people around you are sort of scared of losing you, so right. they 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 pull them in. But like you were saying, it can happen naturally. Like once you surround yourself with like-minded people that are motivating, you know, it can happen naturally where you're attracting those positive people in your life.
0: Yeah, it's gonna get easier to say mm-hmm. no to the other things when you're busy with the really good things, right? Yes.
1: Yeah. I love it. So with all of your, you know, I've been following, you know, some a lot of your failures that you had before, you know, setbacks. Mm-hmm where you are today do you look back and like how do you feel about your failures that mm-hmm. you had before
0: i i'm so grateful cuz nothing is a failure like it's all an experiment mm-hmm. and it's all data like if we can start i think women data love, i love it like just we just <laughs> connect emotions to everything that was bad that made me feel awful she said this he did this i didn't get that you guys it's all data like the more that you can realize that you, if you pull the emotion out, you gain so many superpowers. Like when you think about even even just computers, online, all the things, they don't take things personal. It literally is just like, this is data. This is what works. This is what did not. That's all it is. This is what works. This is what did not. If it didn't, let's find out why. If it did, let's find out why. And we're not doing that. It's like, oh, well, she was successful in this. It didn't work for me. Yeah, well, there's a million things that you didn't do that this person did why she was successful. And so if we can start looking at it that way, you're going to be able to move through a lot quicker. And I'm not saying that I'm just a freaking robot and I don't feel because I really do feel everything. It's just that I've decided not to stay there. I've decided not to take it personal. I've decided not to make a story out of it the story that I make out of failures or data that does not come back the way that I want is that I, it either wasn't for me or I was not doing it in a way that was successful. Like I was doing it in a wrong way or I was missing Mm -hmm. something. Um, And that's been so powerful for me because I throw so many things at the wall, like to see what sticks. And I was just talking on a mastermind that we, um, Chris and I run and so many people in there, you know, we had, we had 110 people in there. And I would say the biggest fear, cause we do these like pods of entrepreneurs that run throughout like, um, you know, six months. So we get a lot of data about what people are experiencing when they're mm-hmm. trying to go for it, right? Whatever yeah. that looks like, whatever that right. business is. And I would say the main thing is, is they're so afraid, even all these people you would think like, You know, can do anything. They're so afraid of failing and looking stupid or losing money. And I'm like, well, then you should not, you should absolutely go get a job (laughs) with someone else because that's all, that's all every day is. It's going to happen. Yeah. It's going to happen. And I broke it down because I'm like, okay, here's the deal. It's all just a numbers game. You need to do 10 things to find the one that works. So if I told you that out of 10 things that you do, one of them will work. How fast would you fail on those other nine?
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: that's what people don't get. Yeah. You have to fail at the nine to find the one. And they're just not even... They're trying to get the one so perfect, except it doesn't even come until you've done the nine. You know yes. what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like yeah. they're they're trying to skip to step 10. Yeah. And they're focusing on step 10 when they don't even have the first nine steps that are going to get them to the 10th. So it's like, it's such a waste of time. That's when I tell people, I'm like, if you're trying to launch it perfectly, you should not be an entrepreneur. Like you absolutely, it's not for you. So if people want to know or waste time, it's kind of like, I'd rather just have people go and find something that they love. Mm -hmm. That's Mm -hmm. important too. Like Mm -hmm. that is, I can't even tell you how important the support system that I work with is and how much their role in my life is one of the most important things to me in my entire life. So I also think that's
1: really important as well. That's awesome, and i I love how you said, just like go for it, you know, I always tell a lot of my girls have transitioned into becoming coaches, you know and mm-hmm. and and it's like just test it you just you don't you will not know unless you just test it. It doesn't yeah. matter if you fail, you have to get that data like you were saying. um I mean, switching gears here, you have been like a fitness icon for so long, uh, you know, with oxygen and strong. Do you and I know just following your career, you're so busy now um do you still like eat and train the same way? What has stayed consistent? What has changed <laughs> in your health oh, regimen? God, you know it's you know it's crazy because I think that what
0: what fitness did for me was something really huge, it obviously made me realize that we um control our energy levels and we also control a lot more mood than we realize. And I I also experienced some like, you know, clearly like you can get really addicted to fitness as well Mm in a certain way. And I got really addicted to getting really lean because for the first time in my life, in my twenties, it was the first time I accomplished anything and that anyone noticed me. Mm -hmm. And every compliment was around, um, and my money was around it too. So talk about attaching identity. It was like, Um, you know, Oh my God, you look amazing. How do you do that? Oh my God, what are you eating? And then it was like, wow, I really established a career off of that. So you can imagine that when I, you know, there are things with like being really lean that don't for me personally, like my body type is not like, let's be lean all the time this is natural yeah. Yeah. it's like i really had to eat really lean to do that and so there were a lot of things i was noticing like i would feel really tired in the afternoon and i would i would be a little bit more anxious i'd feel a little bit more depressed than usual and and so it was kind of this realization that that it, and i was noticing that even my business and my growth um was hindered because i didn't have the energy to support what i needed like my brain power right now has to be so high to do what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And like I can't, I, I even notice like if I start really like cutting back, maybe to I'm like, oh, I want to lean up or something. I'm like, oh my God. Okay, this maybe isn't the season for that. Yeah. And I'm not saying you can't have both. I'm saying realize your seasons and also realize like you might be approaching what you think are you might be like getting stuck in a diet routine or a physical routine that you think is the only way and it's actually not. And I think for fitness people, like people who maybe identify with what I'm talking about from the past. Cause this is not everyone. Um, you might need something to really shake up your routine to get yourself out of that belief. Because again, it's a belief. And I'll tell you what ended up happening. Um, I was like very regimented in my routine so much so that it was keeping me from living the life that I actually wanted. Like I, mm-hmm. I didn't travel as much because I was like, oh, when I travel for too long or when I go to Europe, I always get thrown out of my sleep routine, my eating routine. They don't have gyms in any of the places that we stay. Like it's very different. It was stopping there. you from doing Oh things. my God, it was yeah. stopping me from living. So yeah, what happened yeah. is we went and we traveled for a month and it was probably the best thing that's ever happened to me because there were no gyms. Um There was, we went with a group of people who were not super, like they were conscious, but they weren't like regimented, you know? No. And it was like, We're just gonna walk and we're gonna eat and enjoy and drink and do all the things. And I did that for an entire month and my body really did not change. In Mm -hmm. fact, it pretty much stayed the same and I felt better than I'd ever felt. And I lived more life in a month than I'd lived in the past like three years. And I had this realization that I was like, what I'm thinking or what I think I need to do is not what I need to do at all. Mm -hmm. And it was like, because I also was gaining a lot of life fulfillment, I wasn't like getting around food and thinking I need to consume all of it at once. And it's going away, you know, after that day or whatever. And so it really changed my perspective on like what even fulfillment. And I I knew this before, but this is like, sometimes you got to do a full on experiment, you know, of releasing and surrendering. And that was, full surrender. Like it was like, nothing was in my control. And that was really, really big for me to realize that even our bodies hear the lies that we tell ourselves. And when you're fulfilled off life, there's a lot more that is going into what you look like and how you feel than what we, what we're actually consuming. It's like what your brain is consuming. How fulfilled are you? Are you living into your purpose? Who are you around? Like, I was like, wow, I'm like so satisfied in life that it's It it was turning into like being satisfied in cravings. I know you guys talk so much about this in the magazine now because there's just so many layers of
1: that go into fulfillment, happiness, your physical Mm -hmm. outcome. I totally agree. You're actually the second person um, that said that that they just had like an epiphany when they went to Europe. Yeah. (laughs) I was talking to Dr. Stephanie Estima and she was talking to me about hormones and like how how crazy her hormones were for when she took that month break, that's when everything just started to, you know, balance out. Um yes. So I think that's, that that's awesome that you experienced that. And that, you know, helped you turn within and just really ask yourself, my, what am I really doing all of this for? Yeah. I, I know for me, like when I had my boys, it's just I couldn't train or eat yeah. that way. And, and nor did I want to. Like, I want to be able to enjoy some cake and pizza at their parties and stuff, yeah. you know, not like sitting with my Tupperware in the corner and hiding <laughs> <Totally. laughs> away. Um, and I really think, I don't know if you've noticed this too, I'm sure you have, but the fitness industry has moved more towards celebrating all shapes and sizes. Yes, I love it. Yeah. Like it was so different than even when, you know I was you know, getting in shape for shoots and you were doing covers, yes. and it was like it was all about like getting ripped and as lean as you could look. Yep. Meanwhile, you're not very healthy, like right? <laughs> probably lost your period. you know that's not yes. yeah. Yes totally. <laughs> you're angry. <laughs> yeah, very <laughs> yep. um, but let's talk about drink light pink. Cause Hmm. this looks delicious. I still have to try it. It's like this light rosé flavored cocktail. Like what made you get into all of this? Oh, it's so interesting. Like, I'm still like, how did I get into this? It's so
0: crazy. (laughs) Um, I found myself in a place, a very, very, very lucky place where I had done, I had checked off the boxes of things that I wanted to do in my lifetime. Like, I was like, oh my God, I I just never thought that I would be this person. Like you guys, I didn't really start doing anything. Like I did not, I quit pretty much everything that I ever did until like I was 27 or 28, and that's when I kind of like achieved one thing and realized there's a formula to it. Like mm. there's a formula that you can start applying to start, you know, finishing your goals. And I'll share uh, just real quick because people are like, "Tell me the formula." Um, it really <laughs> is like getting into rooms with people who are doing the thing and spending money, investing in yourself, and holding yourself accountable. And Pretty much telling the world what you're going to do and putting so much on the line that you're forced to show up, that your higher self is forced to come out. And that's the formula. And people just don't put enough on the line. And I just, I put so much on the line that I would, you know, lose everything or be embarrassed or be mortified or lose a ton of money if I don't get to that goal. And that was my formula. And it's a formula that works. Um, But back to Drink Light Pink, when I, when I literally started to, uh, you know, I, I wrote I wrote the book. I was doing the women's events. I um, had accomplished a lot of great things in fitness. And I, um, you know, we were working with entrepreneurs. We did some great things in network marketing. Um, So I kind of hit this place where I was like, holy crap, like this is absolutely amazing. And also something weird happens is I'm sure that people can relate to this because I know there's a lot of goal oriented people that listen to this. Like you kind of reach a goal and you realize it's not about the goal. Mm -hmm. And that's really what happened to me. I was like, Um, okay. So I don't want to just stay in this place of achieving the same thing because here's something that I knew about myself and you guys, even if you're not here, I want you to like listen close because here's what will happen. It'll be so easy for you to go back to the thing that's easy for you. Meaning Mm -hmm. the thing that you've accomplished, you can keep winning the awards or doing well, right? You can keep doing the competitions. You can keep writing the books. You can keep Um, doing the events. And if that's on your soul, which I do believe there's like an expiration date for all the things that you want to be doing as well, the chapters in your life. I started to learn what it feels like when a chapter was closing and when I would Mm. stay too long. Mm. And what would happen is even with fitness competitions, it's like I couldn't get the drive back. Like... Mm -hmm. I just was kind of on my last year and I knew it. And I was like, Oh, it was like year number. Oh, I think it was like year number seven. And I was like, I can't like, I can't find the drive for this. And I was like, this is it. Like I, I, I can't, no matter what I do, I'm not getting motivated around this. Like there's, there's something else. It doesn't mean that you're losing your motivation. It means your motivation needs to be switching to something yep. that you're ready Switch to grow gears. in a new way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so you know, that happened even with the book. I was kind of like, eh, I don't know if I want to write another book right now. I'm doing all these speaking engagements, but to be honest with you, I don't love traveling. I don't love being away from my home all the time. And what happened is I started to ask myself the question, um, what do I want my day to day look like? Like my day to day life, what are some things that I want to be doing in order to enjoy my day-to-day life. Because what I realized is I set up a really isolated life. I was talking mm-hmm. about women connecting and women being friends. And I was teaching them how to like find all these friend groups and like collaborate and do things together, except speaking on the road, running events, writing books and doing courses is one of the most isolating lives you yeah. can ever have. You're creating content alone. Yeah. And you're yeah. traveling alone. And mm-hmm. you're, you know, you're on stage speaking to people, but then you're alone. And mm-hmm. it's like you don't realize how much that can affect you. And I, I thought like, okay, here's what I know. I want to be working with people. I want to be working with teams and I I want something that other women can own. Like I didn't even know what that was. Yeah. And I want something mm. to be really fun. Like, and I want something that's fun to market and I don't want to be the freaking product anymore. Yeah. Um, like I just, I'm tired, right? I'm tired yeah. of being like, what's your content today, Lori? And, yeah. and um. <laughs> I, I knew that you know while while i still do a lot of that i do a lot less of that yes and
1: yeah it feels you can amazing sort of sit to back me. a little bit i mean yes. you're probably busy doing other things but at least yes. it's not so focused on on you right yes
0: totally like i can mm-hmm. I can, and and it's products are kind of fun too because you can kind of say things that you want to be saying that you know are like oh it's the product saying it now yeah <laughs> <"Hello."> <laughs> yeah exactly it's like you can let your other part of you come out or your alter ego come out which is super mm-hmm. fun um so what ended up happening is on a on our walks every single day because chris and i have walked pretty much every day of our lives together which is like 17 years together wow. um and i swear by them i if you're having problems and you start
1: walking an hour a day talk to me in a month your life will be completely go for different. a walk um my first, dad actually taught me that at a young age i was like why are we going for all these walks but they, but i actually do it now and it's, it's therapy therapy 100%. anything
0: and everything Mm-hmm. If you walked every day, we'll end up coming up and out and you will process it. Like, it's just, I want to write a book. That's like how to change your life. And it's 500 pages and every, all 500 pages say, go for a walk. Go for a walk. Um, that's yeah, all I will it will say. are like, do you get it yet? Like, yeah. do you understand it yet? <laughs> um, go for a walk. So on this walk where all of our problems get solved and all of our good ideas come, I was asking myself a better question. And you guys, a lot of you just aren't asking a better question. Mm-hmm. Um, you're asking questions that are... Um, that'll get you an answer that's like a dead end. So you have to ask yourself, you know, I started to ask myself if I had all the money, if I had all the time and all the network in the world, what would I be doing? Now, I didn't have all the money. I didn't have all the time. Certainly I was very busy and I certainly did not feel like I had all the network in the world to start a product but I kept asking myself this every day. I'm like, what would I want to do? Like, what sounds fun? And so many ideas came to me. You have no idea. Like I, I should just, <laughs> we should do a whole podcast on what those You should. um But one of the ideas was an alcohol company and I was like, I love, well, I love drinking champagne with friends and that's mm-hmm. super fun. And I really wish that there was a lighter, like wine choice or yeah. like you know, like champagne choice. Cause I love cel- the celebratory feel of, like rosés and champagnes and it's so pretty and girly. And I, I, at the time I was starting to like learn about these new canned seltzers and cocktails. And I loved the ease of them too, because I mean, I was like going to the movie theater for a date night, yeah. like chucking one in my purse, <laughs> I was going to the beach with friends. And I was chucking a can in my purse and I oh, wanted convenient. something good. And I also was like, why don't restaurants have like more options for women who like, want to have a couple cocktails but mm-hmm. like want it to be lighter and ready to drink and I don't i was so over like tequila and soda or oh. you know Cheetos and soda I was like this tastes like I don't shit. think I'd wake up women the next really day. actually <laughs> like drink like do women yeah. actually really like drinking this mm-hmm. and it's all right but wouldn't you rather have some wine so that's really where mm-hmm. it came from is I started mm-hmm. just playing stupid idea time which my friends Rob and Kim Murgatroy talk about all the time. Like. You got to just play stupid idea time and say, what if? Okay, but what if? But wouldn't it be cool if? And like, see what you really want to be doing. Cause a lot of us don't let ourselves do that. that. Cause we're like, oh, but I don't have the money or the network. And I was like, well, I could learn to raise money. And I was like, I don't know how to raise money. And then I'm like, wait, I know one person who's raised money. He could teach me. And, you know, he did. He taught me everything. Wow. He knew. And, uh, my husband helped me with it too, and then I reached out to all these different women, and I started switching what I was listening to. I stopped listening to podcasts on self help. I started listening to only podcasts on raising money. I I stopped reading self help books. I started reading only books on raising money. Um, you switch everything, right? That's so if you don't zone in. Oh, I love this. There's a quote that I just saw last week. It says, "Faith begins where your skill set runs out," and my skill set ran out before I started this company, and so I I have been fully like fueled by. Faith and knowing that there's something next for me. And also knowing that, you know, I didn't know anything about fitness when I started. Yep. And the yep. programs and the people and the things and the women, everyone is out
1: there who wants to support Everyone's you. Everyone's an amateur. Believe it. When they yeah. 100%. Wow. And so with the drink, like pink, so you have um, women investors that mostly women that have all invested women, in only women. Oh, amazing. Like super unheard of. It rarely happens. Wow. That's mm-hmm. incredible. That's incredible.
0: And I will say it was harder. It took a lot longer. Um, but my goal is education with this and making investing this conversation in an approachable conversation. I don't know about you, but it wasn't a conversation that me and my girlfriends were having. Um, yeah, and no. I'm, which we don't th- talk about money at all. Totally. So, what does that mean? It means that a lot of options are off the table for you Mm -hmm. that are on the table for men. It means that if you are right, a large capital and overhead, that that's not on the table for you. Mm. So, and I'm not saying you in particular, but I'm saying for most women, women. it means that, you know, I I look around and I, I have this amazing network of women who are. I can say majority of women that I get to hang out with at this point make over seven figures, except they're all in in something that is trading time for money or themselves or coaching or programs yes. or something like that and While that's beautiful, I know that most of them are getting tired,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: you know there's so much of them that they have to give, and I do know a lot of them are really interested now in like how do I start a company? How would I start a franchise like a company that could be franchised? How could I start? having a product that sells for me you know, while I'm sleeping? How can I do all those things? And this is not a conversation that a lot of people are having at this point because, no. because of network, because of funding, because we're not talking about it. Mm-hmm, and I promise mm-hmm. you that if I infiltrated your friend circle for one week, you would have options that you never, ever had. And I'm not saying me in particular. I'm saying a woman who has done it before. Yeah. So you guys need to get around people who have done it before and your options will like everything is amplified. Everything will explode for you.
1: Those are great tips. I'm I'm writing them down. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Good. Change what you're listening to and change what you are reading and
1: then that's yeah. your options as well. Awesome, awesome. And I mean you um this, was, this is sort of like... You, you were on the cover of November, December issue of Strong. Your cover is gorgeous, by the way. Oh God, thank
0: you. It was so fun.
1: Yeah. And that's where I first read about the Drink Like Pink. And then also that you were turning 40. And girl, I'm right behind you. This is <laughs> almost my last year in my 30s. Yep. <laughs> Approaching my last year. Is there anything magical that happens when you turn 40?
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, it's weird. Cause I still don't, I'm, I'm like still in that first like few months of it. So I'm kind of like, it's, it's more like a, what? Like, how did this happen? Yeah. Then like, I was listening to a podcast today and they're like, you know, can people in their 40s still invest? And I was like, what is wrong? Of course, <laughs> like your life is just starting. I uh, it's so weird. Like people would talk about it all the time. Like, Oh, you just wake up and you're here. Well, that's exactly what happened. It's like, I still view myself as someone, I don't know, just I guess I feel the wisdom of like life experience, but I also like, you know, it's funny. I look at 20 somethings and I don't quite relate, but sometimes you feel like you definitely can. And then 30 somethings for sure though. I don't even, I I feel like I could be, you know, 30, who knows. Um, What happens? (laughs) 30 forever. If you, when you start to step into your fears and start to live into your life's purpose, what happens is you just, love yourself so much that you become more beautiful in every way. Like to yourself, you become, you, you feel like you're physically more attractive, which believe it or not, whether you guys are looking at 40 year olds and you're like, Oh God, that's death. <laughs> like I, I would rather die than turn 40. Come on. I was, I was 20. I know what you guys are thinking. <laughs> um, <laughs> like there is so much like this is, I am just beginning because I am just understanding the formula to unlocking what life is really about. And it is like life experience. It is like going for it. It is these like crazy, incredible, deep friendships. It's like networking with people who are so brilliant that your mind is so like feasting on so much amazing, delicious conversation that you like levitate because of how fulfilled you are it is like mm-hmm. something you'll never ever believe is even possible um that's accessible for you um you know and i think that's accessible at any age and i think mm-hmm. that it just grows and amplifies the the richness of life and your experiences and what you can become and do and tap into um no matter who you are you have access to be able to tap into something bigger than you and and your life purpose and and why you're here and i think that Um, That replaces any form of like fear of FOMO of uh, I don't even know what it is looking super youthful or, you know, um, being able to do certain things. It's like it's so fun also to like beat the odds of what you thought personally for yourself. Like, I don't know, just like staying in great shape and feeling good about yourself and doing awesome things and feeling real, a real sense of pride. And it doesn't mean that I escape, you know, looking in the mirror sometimes and being like, what the? Yeah, like oh my god like where did these i just like two years i'm like uh, what are sunspots like i just I know. why did i stay in the tanning bed so know. much but i mean girl we got lasers and botox and yeah was how people feel about that but um to each their own so i enjoy it
1: oh i love it i love it i know i i feel like just over the last few years i've just had this sense of just more more confidence more yes self-acceptance too. Um, So that's really, really amazing. And with all of that, what does the word strong mean to you?
0: Mm, I think strong means to uh, face your fears while you're scared. Like that is just Love it. Mm -hmm. That is just like going for it, scared. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm scared every day right now. I am so, (laughs) I'm being honest. I am so sick of feeling uncomfortable. I told my husband this, I'm like, I need some reprieve. Like I have to start scheduling in something where I'm comfortable because I'm doing so many uncomfortable things right now. Um, and I, I'll tell you the reason I'm doing them is because I, create, I knew how to create my own accountability. Like I knew how to create my own, like um, you have to kind of like put yourself up against the wall. And I did that by getting investors. And now it's not just me playing with my yeah. money or investment, okay. it's me with theirs. And that's yeah. that has me waking up I'm going to be honest, in the middle of the night, it's a lot of pressure. Um, But it's also exactly what is driving me to make sure that I bring this thing to where I know it needs to go. And um, I think that that is... like you know, I think that strength is, is putting so much on the line and knowing that you are just riding on pure faith and a vision that you got, um, even though you're so afraid. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm ready for not being afraid every day. and I know that's coming. (laughs) I know it's coming. Um, This is a
1: growth period. You're going to get there. (laughs) Yeah. I've actually on the other side, but it's scary right now. I've actually felt the same way. I actually just told this to my husband Vince like a few weeks ago. It's just like because we have so much going on, and every day I feel like I have those butterflies. Like yeah. every day, all day long. I mean, your situation is probably even more so, but it's like that butterfly feeling. But then once they're gone, you're you're almost like okay. A week goes by, like okay, I'm ready for the next thing. <laughs> I want those yeah. butterflies back, right? Totally,
0: and that's so that's gross. It's just that's yes. that's actually what. Human beings crave is progress, mm-hmm. and so progress and growth. And when we don't have it in our lives, that is when we f- start to feel miserable, anxious, depressed. Um, you know, fearful about the world because we yeah. believe that we're not in control, and we are in control. We just, I mean, it, to to what we can can control. Yeah, yeah. We can be in can. control. It just is a matter of doing a whole lot of things that scare you. You know.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love it. I'm, I'm a big believer in that. And I tell a lot of my girls, you know, like if you don't take that step, you're always going to be wondering what if, you know, that's almost worse to sit there. Cause that, Mm -hmm. that's, that I believe that's like the main catalyst for depression. Cause you're not living your purpose. You're not taking that chance and you're just sitting in all that, like, what if, right? So, I mean, every situation's hard no matter what. Um, but you know, like you said, Embracing the fear because that's going to allow you to grow and move forward.
0: Yeah, we're always just choosing our heart. Like you can, mm-hmm. <laughs> you can choose the easy stuff and that's going to make your life real hard. We did a podcast on that this morning. That's hilarious. Um, <laughs> but like if you're not choosing
1: challenges, challenge will choose you and it's not going to be when you like. Love it. And you work with your hubby, Chris. How is that? <laughs> I mean um, yes, you guys are awesome
0: it's it's mostly amazing mm-hmm. um but it wasn't amazing in the beginning we actually went through a really really rough spot the first year that he came home I was like oh my god I, this is a nightmare working with him and I also was like I might have married the wrong person because <laughs> we did not communicate so he was used to working with a bunch of men like he worked with 95 percent men and like hundreds of them um and he was a district manager so he like oversaw all of them and he just communicated straight to the point really like brash he was in sales like a a bit fear-based um you know and I'm like in this world of like spirituality (laughs) and I was in the law of attraction and he wasn't quite there yet at all with me and when he came home when we started working together he was like um Oh my God, just like over my shoulder all the time. And like, what are your numbers? And how are you going to hit that? All this, all this crap that I was, that are important, but he was speaking a different language than me. Mm -hmm. And we had to learn. We literally had to role play a new language. I was like, Mm -hmm. when you say this, like this, I get so triggered that I get defensive. And that's why you get mad at me is because then I start to put a wall up. I don't listen or I say something mean back. Like I'm very triggered because yeah. it feels yeah. mean. Yeah. And so I was like, here's how you can approach me next time. If you want this conversation, here's how I will respond better. And then he had to do it to me too. Like I was saying, you know, I would lash out at him because he'd say something that I thought was mean that he just thought was getting to the point. So yeah. what do we do? Let me go to our eight year old self. And we like, well, I'm going to be mean to you then. So I'd Mm -hmm, say something mm -hmm. mean to him. And it, that clearly wasn't getting us anywhere. And we were arguing all of the time. And so we had to do the, like, this is not working. Here's what would work better. Um, you know, and we, it's so funny. We, we still have little arguments, but what we say is like, if you can just do the hard thing, say the hard thing and confront it immediately, you're going to have what we call like little like match flare ups where we'd rather have we'd rather have a box of matches and light like all yeah. matches and blow them out every single day. Then have that match toss it in a pile of leaves and be like, okay, I'm going to ignore it. And there's a forest fire raging Mm -hmm. like that Mm -hmm. you can't get a grip on. So we have, we probably light up a box of matches a day, but we blow them out immediately before they even, you know, turn into anything, before they even get to your fingertips. But it's funny because even this morning before our podcast, I'm like, do we argue for one minute
1: before every podcast? I think we do. (laughs) That's
0: that's not a good (laughs) time.
1: Yeah. I actually listened to your podcast with Chris the other day just about that. Like like nipping things in the butt with like even your employees, you know, like nipping them in the butt like right away. Or again, it's just gonna blow up later on if we're all like keeping keeping things inside. I mean, Mm -hmm. I work with my husband daily and yeah, it can it can can get tough. Uh (laughs) Especially with kids, because you know, you only have a certain amount of time to talk with each other, like to communicate, right? So I told him, I'm like, you got to listen to Lori and cause podcast on how to communicate.
0: <laughs> I probably need to listen to it again, too.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's been such a pleasure chatting with you, Lori. I mean, you're so funny. You're so smart. And you're drop dead gorgeous. I'm just so glad oh, that I we finally you. got wow. to... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, this was so much fun. Thank you. You're an awesome host. I'm so excited. Like I love podcasting. It's been one of like the true gifts of my life. So I know it's probably already um, done that for you and for everybody listening. So I'm just super yeah. grateful um, to have been on a little
1: part of your journey too. Thanks, Lori. And where can everybody find you? Like Drink Like Pink and and your social handles, let everybody know where they can tune so into right you. Now,
0: Awesome. Thank you for that. Um, right now we're hanging out most of the time um on at drink light pink on Instagram. Otherwise, lightpink.com is gonna be where it's launched. You'll be able to get um it online hopefully very soon, May or June. Um, and everything else is at laurieharder.com or earn your happy.com, which is the podcast.
1: Yay! Thank you so much again. I know our listeners got some mega motivation and inspiration from you. So huge thanks and I'm excited to keep watching you, Shine Girl. Oh, thank you so much. And that's a wrap on another episode. Guys, thank you so much for spending this time with me. I just love being able to share these strong stories and thoughts with you. And I hope you were able to take away a piece of inspiration from today. If there's one favor I could ask, please keep sharing, post a screenshot, share a direct link with a friend or post a review and help spread the word so more people can tune in and find their strong. And if you ever wanted to subscribe to our Strong Fitness Magazine and get the physical copy mailed to your doorstep for more inspiration and motivation, I will include the link in the show notes and please feel free to use my Strong Girl 3 discount code to save. Guys, I cannot wait for the next show. I'm Jennifer Van Barnabelle Pay Take care and... Stay strong.